0: Welcome into the special July 4th edition of the Doug Russell Podcast. Glad to have you guys along for the ride. Uh, I had originally planned to only do one show on July 4th, and this was it. Of course, uh, we already published earlier today a July 4th. Well, it was not a 4th of July show per se, but it was one that happened to drop on July 4th. We're officially going to call that the July 3rd show, and this is officially the July 4th show because the Bucks game... Uh, against the Atlanta Hawks game six of the Eastern Conference finals happened on July 3rd. So technically, that's how we're going to characterize the show that had dropped, I guess, earlier today here on the podcast. We're just going to have a little bit of fun with uh, this edition of the podcast. And we're going to visit a different kind of baseball. We're going to take you to one of the most popular games that we do on 97.3, the game on the crossover. And also some non, by the way... The Milwaukee Brewers pick a worse time to go on an eleven game. As I tape this, an eleven game winning streak. Who knows when this thing is going to end for them? Um, George Webb, I think, is going to enjoy some publicity if they do give out a bunch of hamburgers for the Brewers. While the Bucks are going into the NBA Finals, just an unbelievable time to be a Milwaukee sports fan. But uh, I think the best, hopefully, is still yet to come. We will see about that. But what is the 4th of July when it comes to sports? Yeah, baseball, absolutely. Everybody loves baseball on the 4th of July. That's awesome. But the Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest also happens on Coney Island in New York City. Who is the greatest champion eater of all time? Of course, it's Joey Chestnut. But how does he do it? ESPN Sports Science kind of delved into that not long ago.
1: To better understand the science of the top-ranked competitive eater in the world, Joey Chestnut, we arranged an informal eating contest. 30 hot dogs, 5 minutes, as fast as we possibly can do. Any real man could. Morning. Joey is a professional. Do not try this at home, or anywhere, really. Ready? Three, two, one, go! In the time it takes me to eat one hot dog, Joey scarfs down 10. Here's how he does it. First, the jaw. It begins with the masseter muscle. Pound for pound, one of the body's strongest. Some competitive eaters train this muscle by chewing five or more sticks of gum at once. In fact, we've measured the bite of competitive eaters at 280 pounds of force, a bite stronger than a German shepherd's. Next, the esophagus. The body relies on rhythmic contractions, called peristalsis, to move food down the esophagus. Competitive eaters can also use what's called a vasalva maneuver, kind of like pinching your nose shut and attempting to exhale with your mouth closed to clear your ears. This increases thoracic pressure, and like squeezing a tube of toothpaste, can help move the food through the esophagus. By bouncing up and down, Joey also uses gravity to accelerate the process.
2: I'm doing whatever it takes to get it in. There's nothing pretty about it.
1: And finally, the stomach. Joey pushes the limits of stomach expansion, training his stomach to increase by roughly 400% from its ordinary volume of about one liter to more than four liters. Body fat takes up valuable space for stomach expansion, which is why many competitive eaters are surprisingly fit. I ate three hot dogs in five minutes, which actually is a personal record. But compared to Joey, it's pathetic. In that same five minutes, Joey polished off 30 hot dogs, roughly 9,000 calories. That means in five minutes, Joey ate as much as the average person eats in about five days. For ESPN Sports Science, I'm John Brinkus.
0: All right, that's from ESPN's Sports Science. That's the science of it. But what about the personality behind it? A couple of years ago on the Doug Russell Show, on the radio, I actually got a chance to talk to the great joey chestnut leading up to his 2019 hot dog eating championship joey i appreciate the time how, how are you tonight
2: i'm doing great i'm uh i'm i'm uh getting 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 hungry getting loose and uh <laughs> it's uh yeah, i'm watching other people eat dinner and it's uh it's, and food it's um i'm getting starving and um, on the fourth, I'm going to be hungry. Awesome. So, what's the training regimen? You've got a couple of days uh, before you try to win your twelfth
0: Nathan's Famous hot dog eating contest. What what goes on between now and uh, you know g- game time? I guess.
2: Oh my god! You know, today I just had a little, little a baby little salad for dinner, and uh, I'm going to have a lot of water tonight. Tomorrow is going to be pretty much all liquid: lemon juice, water uh and just keep things keep, i want to make sure I'm, by the time the contest comes on uh thursday that i'll be absolutely empty and loose and ready to take in a massive amount of hot dogs i have i've been practicing for about, about seven or eight weeks almost eight weeks and it's um it's uh every, of one practice a week roughly and i feel like my body's just uh I, i've made it adapt to, to taking and digesting. Uh, Billy amount of hot dogs and hopefully uh, i can break that record of 74
0: yeah i was gonna say you had 74 a year ago is, is there a strategy to try to get to 75 do you have that number is that the goal or you, is it just as many as you can get in
2: it's uh no i, I, I really want to get uh 75 would be great it, it's gonna be a warm day out there on thursday and there's gonna be a lot of people and um, they're yelling at me so i'm hoping i can give them a record and uh Hopefully that my competitors are going to be pushing me. There's a guy out of Boston pushing who, who's, he's, he's capable of a lot of hot dogs and, uh, I, I, he might be having the best day of his life. So, uh, I, I need to be ready to do whatever I have to do. And, uh, so uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I just got to find a good rhythm. Don't forget to breathe and, uh, have fun and just keep, keep putting them down
0: yeah what is the strategy then when you're in the moment when you're doing it when you're dunking the hot dogs into the water you know the the breathing i mean it's it's an athletic endeavor despite what some people might think about it but it's certainly impressive there's no question about that how you get that many down in 10 minutes
2: oh yeah well so even when i started doing it i didn't really consider myself an athlete or it really being athletic but uh the, the more I got into it, the more I learned about the body and the harder I pushed myself and the more I learned that the healthier I am, the better I do. Uh, it, 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 I had to call myself an athlete and it's, it's a lot of, a lot of just controlling so many muscles uh, and getting them to work together to get the food down. And we're talking everything from your jaws to your, your muscles in your throat, your esophagus and then your abdomen compacting the food, constantly, constantly trying to get the food down deep inside of you or me. And, uh, making use of every bit of my capacity and at the same time I have to breathe and and do it over and over again so that uh and the best way you do anything is that whether you're running or you're dancing or swimming you you, just, you get into a rhythm uh, a, a rhythm and a cadence and uh, uh you you'll see that I'm 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 trying to do the same thing over and over again and uh getting everything to work together so it's uh it's really important for me to find that perfect rhythm that speed and uh just hopefully and just dance those hot dogs down and have uh hopefully a new, a new record when you got
0: started in this Joey was hot dogs the go-to food for you because there are other competitive eatings and you entered other some competitive eating uh contests as well are hot dogs your quote unquote specialty?
2: I wouldn't call it a specialty, but it's the uh yeah, it, it's by far the most important contest of the year and i'm lucky that i i really love an all-beef hot dog it, it's a nathan's all-beef hot dog is like it's, as, it's pretty much as good as it gets and uh so i can I, I can i can stomach a lot of those just naturally and uh as far as like my first con my first contest was a lobster eating contest and i would never even had lobster and i tied for third and my second contest was deep fried asparagus which uh which I, after my, I was like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm, I want to win this. So I looked up the recipe they were using and I practiced at home. And then I, so I won that contest my first time out or the first time there. And, uh, so it, a lot of it's, uh, I, I, I love, I love eating. I, I, it sounds as weird, dorky as it sounds like. I'm, I'm just, uh, I <laughs> I really love to eat and I, I love the competition and I love really, uh, learning about the contest and like, and all right, this is coming up with a strategy. It, it, a lot of people just go to the contest and eat like, like, like at the picnic. And I I don't do that. I, uh, I go in, and I, I try to eat in the most efficient way I can. I, uh, I'm, I'm there for, I'm there with a purpose. And I, I go in knowing that I'm going to be uncomfortable afterwards. I'm going to, I'm going to feel like garbage for probably a day and a half, but, uh, I'm willing to do that because I, I, I want to win. And I, I and even, even though it's, and uncomfortable it's still fun, and I still love the food
0: so what was the impetus when you got started? I mean you've been doing this now for well over it I mean well over a decade almost a decade and a half you've been uh, entering these contests what got you started? what made you want to do this?
2: oh my god i one hundred percent honest i didn't didn't want to i uh i was twenty one and my little brother knew I was by far the biggest eater he he knew and uh he signed me up to like i want to say two or three contests now on the third one they, the organizer called him and said if I actually go to the contest'll uh, I'll get a free hotel room and it was a, it was at a, it was at a casino so I was like oh I'm 21 I'll, I'll do it <laughs> and uh, it, it was, it was it was purely just uh, being a goofy kid feeling really, oh I'll get some of them for free and uh, and, I, and I'd never eaten lobster before so I wanted to eat lobster and I ended up tying for third. And I remember thinking when I started, it was just so weird, like having everybody watch me eat and telling me to keep going. It's it's like it's like created like the world's on crazy pills. It's like a complete like opposite of like like usually like I hide when I'm eating fast and I hide when I'm eating a ton of food. And like like something I was kind of ashamed of that I I love to eat more than everybody else. And now it's like now I can just be me.
0: (laughs) What is your favorite food?
2: Oh my god, there's no favorite. You get like like saying what's your favorite child? <laughs> um no, I love I love a lot of different food and I have cravings and uh like some days I, I crave a good a good taco with al pastor, all right? There's other days I it's uh prime rib that, that, that's going to hit the spot. King crab. Oh my god, king crab is is one that I it, it's so good, with butter it's, I, even if even if I put a ton of butter on, I, I it's worth it. I'll, I'll I'll put in the extra fat. It's uh, it's
0: delicious. <laughs> it's funny you bring up tacos. The jackasses in our office because this is you know a sports radio station. This is what we do. We sit around talking about competitive eating. Um, a couple of them said I can down thirty tacos, like Taco Bell tacos, just regular soft shell tacos. Thirty of them in thirty minutes. I said, no, you can't because you haven't been training. Joey Chestnut, he's been training. You haven't been training. How difficult would it be for a newbie? To knock down thirty tacos in thirty minutes, in your expert opinion,
2: thirty, yeah, so thirty and thirty minutes, I think it it'd be hard, but it'd be doable for for a new person. Uh, and the thing, if uh, with the thirty minutes, really makes it more doable. It allows them to get into a pace that, that they could use all the time. Um, it, it's possible. It, it would be really hard. It's like, but in in a contest, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do like 50 Taco Bell tacos in, in 10 minutes, or I think it it might be even six minutes in my record for Taco Bell tacos. So it's, uh, it's, it's the speed. We're getting it down in that increased, uh, that shorter duration makes it a lot harder. Um, so I I think 30, it, these these, these are big boys. I, I think it's possible, but, uh, I I, I wouldn't want to bet against them, but if I had to bet, I'd bet against them.
0: All right, fair enough. He is Joey Chestnut. He is the world's greatest competitive eater. 74, the record a year ago. He's won the belt 11 times. The Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest on Coney Island. Joey, thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it very much, and good luck on Thursday. Go get him.
2: Thank you so much. I'm going to be pushing hard for everybody. Happy Fourth of July.
0: The great Joey Chestnut on the eve of his 2019 Hot Dog Eating Championship from the Doug Russell show a couple of years ago. Really enjoyed that conversation, and he hasn't done it yet today as I tape this, but by the time you listen to this, uh, he may well have uh, defended his championship. All right. A couple of years ago, minor league baseball announced through major league baseball that there was going to be some contraction. They were going to pare down affiliated baseball, and major league baseball has done that. So many farm teams that were spread out all over the country, but they were an economic drain, not on the cities. They were a boon for the cities, but for the teams, they just wanted to pare down how many minor league players they wound up having to pay. But there was a team in Savannah, Georgia, that just did baseball differently. Now, they played regular baseball, and they were in a league, and the only thing that was different was the marketing. And if you know anything about minor league baseball, you know that minor league baseball marketing is different and more creative to begin with. But Jesse Cole, who founded the Savannah bananas, took it to a whole different level. This is a guy who was 100% fan friendly at all times. He dressed in a big yellow suit. Kind of, he was the the top banana, if you will. Now, they're doing something a lot different in the new league that the Bananas are in. It's baseball. It's just completely reimagined. I mean, there is a pitcher. He throws to the, uh, the the catcher. There are nine fielders in all. There's a batter. He tries to hit the ball. Three strikes is an out. Four balls and the runner gets first base. That's, that's baseball. That's what the Savannah Bananas play. But It's all reimagined now. Each game has a strict two-hour time limit. Innings end immediately if the home team takes a lead. So they play to an inning. Each inning is a point. You just get one point. Maybe my favorite rule in all of this is when a ball goes into the stands, if a fan catches the foul ball, it's an out. All right, I've explained enough. I'm going to let Jesse Cole himself explain what banana ball is.
3: No one leaves a great movie in the middle of the movie. No one leaves a great concert in the middle of a concert. Yet, for some reason, people leave baseball games in the middle every time. And what is that saying? That maybe the game is a little bit too long, a little bit too slow, and a little bit too boring for too many fans. So we had to change it. We have nine rules to our new game. Number one rule is every inning counts. If you win the inning, you get a point. First team to five points wins. How do you win an inning? Very easy, you score more runs than the other team. So if the home team scores their run to take the lead, the inning is over, just like that. Creating a walk-off moment every single inning. Number two, there's a two hour time limit. Very simple. We don't want three-hour games. We don't want four-hour games. We don't want 30-hour games, which most baseball games feel like. It's a two-hour time limit. When we hit the two hours, boom, it's over. Unless there's a tie, and then it goes to our one-on-one showdown. What does that look like? Very simple. Extra innings are boring. You just keep playing, keep playing, keep playing. This is going to a penalty kick situation. One-on-one, pitcher versus hitter. The pitcher has to stop the hitter, or the hitter has to score. So if you got a pitcher that can strike guys out, boom, you're ready to go. Or if a hitter tries to hit a ball way out in the outfield, the pitcher's going to run after it. It's going to be a one-on-one play at the plate. That's going to create some excitement at the end of the day. Number four rule, walks are now sprints. Walks are a boring boring part of baseball. So what's going to happen? If you walk, if you reach the fourth ball, it immediately becomes a sprint. The hitter takes off to first. He can advance to as many bases as he wants while the catcher has to throw the ball to every single position player before it becomes live. We got action on both sides. What are the fans going to watch? I don't know, but it's going to be exciting. Next rule. No bunting. Bunting sucks. No one gets excited about bunting. We're eliminating it. All right? Swing the bat. No bunting. Next rule, no mound mound visits. Mound visits are boring. The coach does a slow little walk out to the mound to talk about whatever. He's just delaying the game. Fans don't need that. No mound visits. We're done with that. Next rule, you can steal first. All right, let's make it exciting. If a pitcher throws a pass ball, throws a wild pitch, I don't care what count it is. All right, hit or take off, run to first. All right, let's make it exciting. Next rule, if a fan catches a foul ball, it's an out. Simple as that, don't foul out. The fans are in the game. Everyone's trying to be a part of the game. Now fans can be. Next rule, no stepping out. The games have to be faster, and batters take too much time stepping out, playing with their batting gloves, doing whatever they do. Can't step out. You step out, it's a strike. Very simple there. And, yes, if you step out with two strikes, you're out. All right. That's how we're going to penalize hitters. Penalizing pitchers for throwing balls, penalizing pitchers for throwing pass balls. Now we're penalizing the hitter for stepping out. This game is called Banana Ball. Yes, it's bananas. Yes, it's crazy. But it's nonstop excitement. It's faster than any baseball game anyone's ever seen. And I'll tell you, for all the fans out there, don't blink. You may miss something. And on June 26th, everyone's going to be able to see it live for the first time.
0: That's what Banana Ball is. It's the Coastal Plain League, and it's both an embrace And a rejection of baseball. The Bananas sell out every home game because they've taken the approach of selling the show, not the game. The players dance. The in-between innings promos kind of bleed out into what's going on on the field. Um, The Bananas remain a summer college wood bat team. But for the players in this new venture, the, they came from tryouts that emphasized entertainment as much as athleticism. The tryouts included taking batting practice, but it also featured, for example, a bat flip competition. So that's what banana ball is. And listen, I'm a traditionalist. I think that putting a runner at second base in the major leagues in extra inning games is an abomination. I still hate AstroTurf, still don't like the designated hitter in either league. I'm a traditionalist, um, but this sounds like a lot of fun. This sounds like a completely reimagined game that we all grew up with. But, you know, you can't play a traditional baseball game when it's three guys, you know, playing with a tennis ball in your front yard like I did when I was a kid. So you make up rules like pitcher's hand. If the pitcher gets the ball doesn't matter where he is on the field before you reach first base you're out it's a force out things like that um it's just a reimagined game of baseball like in my front yard which my my father god love him let my brother and I just beat the crap out of his front yard it was elongated so it kind of looked like you were playing baseball on a football field almost you know that's just the way that you had to kind of configure it this is kind of what banana ball is just in a in a nice stadium in a nice minor league stadium so hats off to jesse cole for coming up with this nonsense but it's fun nonsense Uh, and if i'm ever in the coastal plain league area during the summertime i don't know if i ever will be i cannot wait to take in a savannah bananas game because it sounds like an absolute hoot all right, moving along. One of the things that we do on the crossover, which uh, I am on with Ted Davis and Bob Brainerd every weekday from noon until 3 on 97.3, the game in Milwaukee. We're also on WNFL in Green Bay, Fox Sports 1070, uh, the game in Madison, and other stations, Wausau, Twin Ports, Rhinelander, you name it. We're on all over the state. But one of the things that we have, we play a couple of games and one of the things that I get the most feedback on is when we play D&D, or it used to be known as Rain Man, I guess when Dan Edels was Ted's co-host. But every once in a while, I'm just going to break out an old Rain Man, because people like to play along at home, and we get just one text message after another on our talk and text line. So this is just the one from May 18th. You can play along at home if you'd like. You know, every once in a while, I'll drop one of these in here just uh, just for fun here on the podcast.
4: All right, uh, Doug has the questions. Uh, Bob, you're going to go first. So uh, good, I am. Good luck, Bob. I'm going to go wander the hallways for a few minutes, and uh, <laughs> there's a bad. sight.
3: There's a good sight. Yeah.
0: Got the music started. The, you know, Ted is exiting the building, or he's actually exiting the room. Do you think he comes back at any t- at any point, like he did last no. week? No,
1: okay.
3: no. He's got his phone. He'll be distracted.
0: All right. Are you ready? Sure. Why not? All right. Here we go. Question number one. We all know the Packers traded up to get Jordan Love in the 2020 NFL draft. But with what team did they trade up with? Hmm. That's a really good question. Thanks. I'm going to turn up the music as this is this is Bob Thinking Music. Denver. Incorrect. Who threw more Division I touchdown passes in their career? Brett Favre at Southern Miss or Aaron Rodgers at Cal? Rodgers. Incorrect. Our own John Kuhn played in the NFL for 12 seasons. True or false, in those 12 years overall, John ran for more than 1,000 yards. Total? Total. False. Correct. Curly Lambeau won more games than any other Packers head coach. Who's second?
3: Well, you think there's an obvious one here, but is it obvious? I don't know. Mike McCarthy. Correct. Was that obvious? No. Okay. The obvious is Vince, but he he
0: wasn't there
3: that long. That long, yeah.
0: It's not even particularly close. Right, right, yeah. Uh, question number five on the 1990 sitcom In with Mr. Cooper." <laughs> this isn't the, this isn't the wild card. By oh way. darn it! On the 1990 sitcom "Hanging with Mr. Cooper," what NBA team did Mr. Cooper play for before he became a teacher?
3: I, I didn't watch the show, but I'll just say the Lakers.
0: Incorrect. True or false? Our baseball insider Paul Wagner, the pride of Germantown. Once led the National League in losses for the season.
3: False.
0: No, that's incorrect. It is true.
3: It is true. It is true. (laughs) That makes him a baseball insider. Okay, Wags. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, he
0: he played in the majors. (laughs) I I didn't. I know. (laughs) Uh, Question number seven. Which of the following is not a current minor league baseball team? The Richmond Flying Squirrels. The Rocket City Trash Pandas, the Stumptown Banana Pods, or the Amarillo Sod Poodles. Which is not a minor (laughs) league team. Three of them are. Yeah, they've all gone wacky,
3: so this is really difficult. I'll say the Sod Poodles.
0: That is incorrect. Oh, my God. The Amarillo Sod Poodles, the double A team for the Diamondbacks. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. But we're selling merch. Right. Okay. Lots of it. Yeah. All right, men's college basketball. Question number eight. Men's college basketball. What school has more NCAA tournament wins, Marquette or Wisconsin?
3: Wisconsin. Incorrect. Wow. It's close, though. I'm having a day.
0: True or false? New Marquette men's basketball coach Shaka Smart had a losing Big 12 conference record while head coach at Texas. True. That is true. Question number 10. What pitcher has appeared in the most games in Milwaukee Brewers history.
3: Is it Jim Slayton again? Is
0: that your answer? Yes. You're incorrect.
3: Okay.
0: He's one off, though.
3: Yeah. He's, he's, he's like the answer to yeah. every...
0: Except that one. He's one behind the leader.
3: Okay.
0: All right. Question number 11. Drew Brees retired at the end of last football season after 20 seasons in the NFL. Which accolade is not true as it pertains to Drew Brees? A. Heisman Trophy finalist. B. Record holder for the most consecutive NFL games with a touchdown pass. C. NFL MVP. Or D. Most NFL passing yards. NFL MVP. That's correct. He never was. Nope. Four time mm-hmm. runner up, though. Amazing. Yep. All right, here's your wild card. Yep. I enjoyed this one. Oh, good. Question number 12. In television, there are two Uncle Jesse's, the one from the Dukes of Hazzard and the one from Full House. True or false? John Stamos is older today than Denver Pyle was, the original Uncle Jesse from Dukes of Hazzard. John Stamos is older today than Denver Pyle was when the Dukes of Hazzard <laughs> premiered in 1979. False. That's correct, but it's close. He's right, yeah. It's real close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real close by right. a year. All right. Very good. Question number 13. Aaron Rodgers has been named NFL MVP three times. In which seasons did he win the award?
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, last year.
0: That's one. So 2020.
3: 2020. Uh, 08? Nope.
0: Incorrect. All right. Question number 14. Of the following... Who has never been a Milwaukee Brewers coach? Don Baylor, Terry Francona, Jim Gantner, or Cecil Cooper? Jim Gantner. Incorrect. He was a coach? He was. First base coach for two years. Uh... Question number 15. The 1982 Milwaukee Brewers had five National Baseball Hall of Famers on their team. Name them. Which year? 1982. Five Hall of Famers. Five Hall of Famers. Yount. Correct. Molitor. Correct.
3: Ted Simmons. Correct. Raleigh Finger, Correct. Uh, Just need one more. You got the first four. Yeah. <laughs> Going around. Uh, uh, wow. Yeah. Um... Gotta be a pitcher. Uh, oh,
0: Don Sutton. Correct. You got all five. Good. <clears throat> you got the answer correct. All right, that's it. How many? All right, let me count them up. One, two, three, four, five. Got six. Okay.
3: Six, six. Six. Got ah, six. Six. Six.
0: Way to set
4: the bar low. Yeah. Bob. Well.
0: All right. I'm ready. All right. Let's get it going. Let's do this. Okay. Question number one. We all know the Packers traded up to get Jordan Love in the 2020 NFL Draft. But with what team did they trade up with?
4: Oh, man. I uh, guess you got a
0: 1-in-30 chance or 1-in-31 chance.
4: Yeah, I'm trying to remember who was there at 26.
0: Was it Indianapolis? Is that your answer? Uh-huh. Incorrect. Okay. Question number two. Who threw more Division I touchdown passes in their career? Brett Favre at Southern Miss or Aaron Rodgers at Cal? Ooh, good question. Thanks. Uh huh. I'm going to (laughs) go. I'm going to go Brett Favre. Correct. Yeah. Question number three. Our own John Kuhn played in the NFL for 12 seasons. True or false? In those 12 years overall, John ran for more than 1,000 career yards. So for his career. For his career. Ran over 1,000 yards. Yes. True or false? Ah, Man, he was a fullback. I'm going to say false. You are correct. It's not even particularly close. 658 yards, by the way. Uh, Question number four. Curly Lambeau won more games than any other Packers head coach. Who's second on the list?
4: Second on the list. Who was around for long enough? uh, Hmm. I'm
0: going to go Mike Holmgren. Incorrect. Okay. Question number five. On the 1990s sitcom Hangin' with Mr. Cooper, what NBA team did Mr. Cooper play for before he became a teacher?
4: Oh, I I knew this at one time. I'm going to say the, uh, was
0: it the Knicks? No, incorrect. Question number six. True or false. Our baseball insider, Paul Wagner, once led the National League in losses for the season.
4: He would be really proud if he did do that, I think. <laughs> he would put that on a business card. So I'm going to say yes.
0: That is true. Yes, he did. 1995, 16 losses, led the National League.
4: you got to be pretty good to roll out there for that many losses.
0: Absolutely. Though. You know, you're playing on a bad team, probably. Yeah. He, he's our insider. He's our guy. Question number seven. Which of the following is not a current minor league baseball team? Oh, Good. The Richmond Flying Squirrels. Okay. The Rocket City Trash Pandas. Okay. The Stumptown Banana Pods. Uh huh. Or the Amarillo Sod Poodles. <laughs> Three of them exist. One of them does not. I'm gonna go with that third one. What was the third one? Stumptown Banana Pods. Yeah. Yeah, you're correct. Thank you. <laughs> the other, the others do exist. What was that Amarillo one? The Amarillo Sod Poodles.
4: I even know what that is. I think
0: that's uh, Prairie Dog. Yeah, it's a double A team for the Diamondbacks. Okay. Uh, question number eight: Men's college basketball. What school has more NCAA tournament wins, Marquette or Wisconsin?
4: I'm going to go.
0: I'm going to go Marquette. Correct. It's close though. Forty-one to thirty-nine. Very close. Question number nine: True or false? New Marquette men's basketball coach Shaka Smart had a losing Big Twelve conference record while at Texas. Uh, that's true. It is true. It's fifty-one and fifty-six. Hmm. Question number 10. What pitcher has appeared in the most games in Milwaukee Brewers history?
4: Appeared in the most
0: games. Appeared. Boy, oh, you always go back to one of
4: two guys. Um, I'm going to say Jim Slayton. Incorrect.
0: That's what Bob said, too. He's one off the lead. Okay. So, not a bad answer. Uh-huh. Question number 11. Drew Brees retired at the end of the last football season after 20 seasons in the NFL. Which accolade, however, is not true as it pertains to Drew Brees? A, okay. Heisman Trophy finalist. B, record holder for most consecutive NFL games with a touchdown pass. C, NFL MVP. Or D, most NFL passing yards. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, what was the second one? Record holder for most consecutive NFL games with a touchdown pass. I'm going to go with that one. Incorrect. Okay. Okay. Question number 12. Here's your wild card. Uh-huh. In television, there are two Uncle Jesse's, the one from the Dukes of Hazard and the one from Full House. True or false? John Stamos is older today than Denver Pyle was when the Dukes of Hazzard premiered in 1979. I would say that's true. It's false, but it's really close. Oh, damn. By okay. one year, Stamos is 59, okay. Pyle 58. Uh, question number 13. Aaron Rodgers has been named NFL MVP three times. In what seasons did he win the award?
4: Oh, geez. Uh, Well, last season, 2020.
0: Correct. 2010. Incorrect. Was it 2011? It was. Oh, dang. Okay. Question number 14. Of the following, who has never been a Milwaukee Brewers coach? Okay. Don Baylor, Terry Francona, Jim Gantner, or Cecil Cooper? Has not been a coach. Has not been a coach. Uh, I'm going to go Cooper. Incorrect. Okay. And finally, question number 15. The 1982 Milwaukee Brewers had five National Baseball Hall of Famers on their team. Name them. 19, all five? Yep. And, Dang, that's a high bar. 1982. Paul Molitor. Correct. Robin
4: Young. Correct. Um. Ted Simmons. Correct. Raleigh Fingers. Correct. Oh, man, who's the fifth? Um, Bob struggled with the fifth one, too. Oh, Cecil Cooper? Incorrect. Dang. Don That's, Sutton. It's a tie. Y- you ought to get four out of five Yeah, well. on that. Did we get six? Yeah, six. No. See, the bar was set one, low. One, two,
0: three, four, five, six. Yeah. Six. Oh, you tie. Dang.
4: It's a tie. Yeah. I hate ties, Bob. And neither one of them. You, you don't have a sister, do you? Uh, No, I don't. No, I don't either. Well, either, so. no, I do, but I... You're, you're not going to no, kiss, kiss her? No, I'm not going to kiss her. No.
0: Oh, dang, this is... Uns- come- I'll come up with a, with another question. Okay. I don't have it right now, but l- before l- the end of
4: the show. Okay, let's go to the phones. And this is your chance to win $25 worth of food from Cousin Subs. You can go for the subs. You can go for the curds. You can go for the milkshakes, the floats. Uh, they've got all of that going on at Cousin Subs. You can order with your app. So uh, who are we going to go to first? Well, let's go to line one. And Seth, listening on WNFL in Green Bay.
0: Seth, you ready to go?
4: Let's do it, guys. All right. Let's All right.
0: do it. All right. <clears throat> I'm on my microphone. That always helps. All right. Here's your question for Seth. There is only one NBA team that has never changed their logo. Not a tweak, not a color palette change, not a stitch. What team still uses and has always used the exact same logo as the day they were born? Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Boston Celtics. You are Incorrect.
4: Okay, I think I know this. Uh, 414-799-1973. John, also listening on WNFL in Green Bay. John, do you need to hear the question
0: again?
2: Nope. Um, Let's go with uh, Philadelphia 76ers.
0: Incorrect.
4: Okay, 414-799-1973. Dan in West Bend. Dan, do you need the question again?
0: Uh, No, I'm going to go with the Bulls. Correct, that's it. That's it, Bulls. the Bulls. Chicago okay. Bulls. The Bulls.
4: All right, well done. Well, very well done. All right, Dan, you uh, win the $25 worth of food from Cousin Subs. Thank you for listening. Uh, I think we've uh, come up with a way to break the tie. We have? It actually is the sixth tiebreaker in uh, in the NBA. We're going to do rock, paper, scissors. I <laughs> uh, love mm-hmm. to see that. Yeah, that actually is the sixth tiebreaker. People don't know that. But for the lottery? One, uh, no, for everything. This it, was
3: the whole. This was the, the whole discussion the whole, during the
4: break. Yeah. <laughs> How could we break the tie?
3: Well, well, and at first, okay. True story here. Ted says, "Let's break the tie with uh, the Je- the final Jeopardy question." I'm like, "You watch Jeopardy every night? Forget it!" Like, I like, and I instantly go into protest mode. I'm like Billy Martin. Well, I'm I had, protesting. I hadn't
4: this. seen the show. You say, and so we 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 looked it up, and you know what the final <laughs> category was yesterday greek philosophers so, <laughs> so,
3: so even ted who watches the show religiously he shut it down okay no something else rock something paper sc- else, rock yeah.
4: paper scissors that's more on our level yeah uh so you want to do it now bob uh, rock paper scissors okay let's do it let's settle it right now I know. okay ready okay uh go paper no you
5: no, no, no no no, three no okay I, okay here we go here we go it's one two three okay
4: sh- one two three paper hey.
0: Oh my gosh! This, this is, is this is hor- this is, is embarrassing. No, we're gonna do something. Yeah, we
4: we'll do something else.
3: We gotta oh. do something else. Okay. This isn't working.
4: One, two, three. Then you show it. right? One, two, three. three. Show there. Yeah. One. You
0: went one, two, and
3: you no, show you it. No,
4: you
0: use both hands. All okay. right. It's one, two, three. I, I want to hear the pops. Okay. One, one two, two, three. three. Shoot. Shoot. Okay. Shoot. Ready. All right. Now we're going. We haven't started yet. Ugh. Here we go. Okay. Re- ready. Okay. One. One, two, two three. three. Shoot. Bob wins. Oh, because ah. Yeah,
3: I should have gone paper.
4: <laughs> Your rock crushed my scissors.
3: Can't we just. Why can't we just have a tie?
4: No, I hate ties. Oh, boy. You win 7 6. I feel dirty. <laughs> you should. <laughs> I know. I feel really dirty. We've gone from Greek philosophers to three failed attempts at rock, rock paper, scissors.
1: <laughs> <lizard. laughs>
4: oh, my oh, God. That's you funny. know what?
1: Trade.
0: All of us to
4: Denver. <laughs> just we'll all go to the Broncos. Oh, okay, go to the what are the what are the answers here, Doug? Jeez, uh,
0: the Packers traded with the Dolphins, Bob. Ah, damn, you should they have known. Did? That. Yes, they did.
1: That's right.
0: Uh, I had to question number two because Aaron Rodgers also played at Butte Community College. Right. I did not count those, so it was just Division One. Uh, Brett Favre threw fifty-two touchdown passes at Southern Miss. Aaron Rodgers threw forty-three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Brett okay. also played four seasons at Southern Miss, yeah. and Aaron didn't. Uh, John Kuhn ran for 658 yards. Mike McCarthy second on the list behind Curly Lambeau.
3: Those are positive
0: numbers. Yes. Uh hanging right. He was very successful NFL head coach. Uh Mr. Cooper from Hanging with Mr. Cooper played for the Golden State Warriors. Uh mm. true or false? Paul Wagner uh led the league with 16 losses in 1995. Love you Wags. Love you Wags. <laughs> Uh, the Stumptown Banana Pods do, do not exist. <laughs> the Richmond Flying Squirrels, the double-A team for the Giants. The Rocket City Trash Pandas, the double-A team for the Angels, uh, located in Huntsville, Alabama. And the Amarillo Sod Poodles, double-A for the Diamondbacks. Uh, Marquette leads Wisconsin 41 wins to 39 wins. Very close yeah. in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Shaka Smart went 51-56 and 56 at Texas in in um, uh, Big 12 play. Dan Plesak. 365 appearances in a Ah, Brewer's uniform, Jim Slayton, 364. Okay. So you were both right there. Drew Brees was never the NFL's MVP, although he was a four-time runner-up.
3: How about that, Ted?
0: Never was the MVP.
4: In 20
3: years, never was the MVP.
0: I've forgotten that. Not even in the Super Bowl year. No. Huh. But but runner-up. Okay. Uncle Jesse, uh, Denver Pyle was 58 when the Dukes of Hazzard premiered. John Stamos is 57 today
3: looked 88. I know. <laughs> he really did.
0: Uh, and John Stanley still looks like he's 30. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, MVP in 2011, 2014, and 2020. Uh, Don Baylor was the batting coach for two seasons. Jim Gantner, the first base coach for two seasons. Cecil Cooper, bench coach in tw- uh, 2002. Terry Francona, never a Brewers okay. coach, did play for the Brewers. He played for
3: him, yeah. For right. a short okay. time,
0: and you both got all of the Hall of Famers. And the Bulls have never changed the logo.
3: No, Ted didn't get the Hall of Famers. Oh, that's right. He didn't get Don Don, Sutton. Don Sutton was the one you met. Oh yeah, uh, he Instead came in late. Couple, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you yeah,
0: out my letter fingers, Sutton Simmons. All right, there you go. That was DND from May 18th of this year on the crossover, noon until three, Monday through Friday on 97.3. The game in Milwaukee, and also on WNFL in Green Bay, WTSO, Fox Sports 1070. The game in Madison. We're on the game in Warsaw, Rhinelander. We've got uh, an affiliate in Twin Ports, and I'm i'm forgetting probably a couple of stations which i apologize for as well i believe we're on in lacrosse as well now speaking of the state of wisconsin nobody personified the state of wisconsin and wisconsin athletics more than barry alvarez who just retired a week less than a week ago from his post at the university of wisconsin after almost
5: 32
0: years as first the football coach and then the athletic director
5: i've had a wonderful ride here at wisconsin the last 31 years have been filled with countless highs and a few lows, but growing up in that small town in Pennsylvania, I could have never have imagined the amount of joy and passion that I could have experienced from my career here. UCLA coming to the line of
1: scrimmage with one second. <laughs> the Rose Bowl the Badgers are throwing their helmets in the air the greatest win in Badger history and the greatest game in Badger history is no longer a loss it's a victory on the turf of the Rose Bowl
5: I'd like for him to remember me as the guy that backed up what he promised where
1: were you in 1976 that was the last time Wisconsin knocked off the Iowa Hawkeyes that dubious streak is now over the Badgers win it, and for the
5: second time in five years, the Wisconsin Badgers can call themselves Big Ten champions. The Wisconsin Badgers win in
0: nine-point underdogs. They will leave Pasadena, a seven-point winner,
1: as the Badgers pour onto the field. They are Rose Bowl champions again.
5: I love Wisconsin. I love the fans. They've been great to me. I've had some unbelievable experiences.
1: And Barry Alvarez has just become Wisconsin's all-time winningest coach. Victory number 66 as he passes Bill King. It's over in Madison. And there
0: it is. Ron Dane has become the NCAA's all
1: Later. The Wisconsin Badgers will finish 10 and 2, and they will finish as back-to-back Rose Bowl champions.
5: I just Wisconsin is one of the best athletic programs in the country, one of the most consistent. Athletic programs in the country. Three seconds, two, one, and for the first time in 55 years, the Wisconsin Badgers are Big Ten basketball champions. And the Wisconsin Badgers are the 2006 NCAA Division I national champions in women's hockey for the first time ever. To see that much success, it just makes me feel proud. I just want to bust my buttons. I'm so proud of what what my people have accomplished. The Badgers have faced the challenge. They've climbed the mountain. They are on top of the college hockey world for the first time in 16 years. Anytime one of my teams win a championship, just to be able to celebrate, see them celebrate, is a highlight for me.
1: Down goes Texas. Down goes Texas the defending champs are out the badgers will play for a national championship on saturday night and the
5: wisconsin badgers have made it to monday night they'll play for all of it they'll play for the national championship against duke my career at wisconsin has been everything i could have asked for and more thank you and on wisconsin Well done, Barry. And
0: uh, I've had a chance to be in the presence of Barry Alvarez on countless occasions, and the man can command a room. And you think about what Wisconsin athletics was like. I mean, we talk about the Packers' big three of the early 90s all the time. We talk about Bob Harlan, who hired Ron Wolf, who hired Mike Holmgren, and then brought in great players. The same thing happened in Madison. The same thing happened actually a little bit earlier than what happened in Green Bay. The chancellor was Donna Shalala. She saw that the athletic department was falling apart with a bad football coach in Don Morton and an inept athletic director in Aide Sponberg. She fired Aide Sponberg. The the athletic department fired Don Morton at her behest, and then she went out and recruited Pat Richter, a former Badgers football player who had been very successful in the private sector to come and lead the athletic department. He recruited Barry Alvarez. Barry Alvarez coming over from the University of Notre Dame. They just won a national championship. And while the Badgers on the football field haven't won a national championship, man, oh, man, if you would have told me, even when Barry Alvarez first took over that more program in 1990, that they were going to come as close as they have with top 10 finishes and Rose bowl wins and orange bowl win. I would have told you you're crazy. If you would have told me in the early 1990s that the Wisconsin Badgers men's basketball team, they were eventually going to go to back to back final fours and come within a whisper of, of winning a national championship, I would have told you you're nuts. And yet it all happened under Barry Alvarez's watch. And hopefully Chris McIntosh has as successful a run as uh his predecessor as his mentor, you know, Chris McIntosh played on the 1999 Badgers Rose Bowl team and has been groomed for this. So it would have been shocking if it were anybody else other than Chris McIntosh. And I tell you what, The Watt brothers get a lot of run for being those kids from Pewaukee. The original kid from Pewaukee who has his jersey hanging right upside J.J. Watt and T.J. Watt and Derek Watt. Yeah, it's Chris McIntosh. He was the original first-round NFL star that came out of that high school, Started at the University of Wisconsin, had a short NFL career, but successful in the private sector, and then Barry Alvarez uh, recruited him to the athletic department about three or four years ago as well. And again, he's been groomed to be the next athletic director. We wish, of course, him well. But tip of the cap to Barry Alvarez. That'll about do it for our special July 4th edition of the Doug Russell Podcast. Again, this is the one that was scheduled. The one that wasn't scheduled was, you know, the Bucks going to the NBA Finals. But uh, this is your July 4th. Episode. Hope you enjoyed it. It was a little bit different than what we have been doing over the last couple of weeks or or so. But we're going to be getting back into a lot of Bucks talk coming up in the next certainly after Tuesday's game one, Thursday's game two. But you know what? It's just such a fun, special time to be a sports fan in the state of Wisconsin and a Milwaukee Bucks fan, a long suffering Milwaukee Bucks fan who remembers empty sections at the Bradley Center someone who remembers that 15 win season during Giannis's rookie year how all hopes were pinned on Jabari Parker it's just one just disappointment after another but this is a team that no matter what happens in the NBA finals they're going to be remembered forever You can always hit us up on our socials. Feel free to do so. Doug Russell Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for us and also on YouTube as well for all of our shows, the back catalog and everything that we do. You can download all of our shows for free. Go ahead and do that if you'd like. Listen to them a few times. If you want, get those numbers up. We appreciate the thousands that have already done it, and we appreciate you for listening to this show as well. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Doug Russell Podcast.